why am I stopping myself? Now, now I realize, okay, nobody's stopping me except me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where I was like, okay. And I had my breaking point at work. And I just said, enough is enough. And I put my resignation letter. I still have it in the back here. <laughs> and every time I see it, I just smile. Frame it. Frame that. <laughs> oh, oh it, you know what I mean? It's just... Let's start. Welcome back to the Two Fries Podcast, where we document the rise and stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening on UMFM Radio, good morning to you. And if you're after the fact on Spotify or any of these other streaming <laughs> platforms, be sure to hit the follow button and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Let's bring on our guest for today. You may have seen some of his amazing Instagram content on your feed at some point here and there. He is a local Winnipeg content creator and has a mission of bringing your vision to reality. He is the CEO of M- MD Media. Please welcome Michael Densby. Let's go. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> hey. How you doing? Good, good thing, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're good. We're good. This is long overdue. This is long yeah. overdue. We've we've <laughs> we've been following you on your Instagram and your your journey through your company for a while now, and it's it's it's, it's a pleasure to actually meet you f- first time, actually. So thank thanks you so guys. much. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you guys for having me. It's Honestly, it means a lot. So thank you guys for having me today. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. No worries. Um, I just want to jump right into the conversation and just start off by asking a quick question. I know we followed you when you probably had like a hundred followers on your Instagram page. So I want to start and just ask you, where did this inspiration come from and how did your business start with M Media? Honestly, um, yeah, you guys won't. Probably one of my earliest followers, to be honest. Uh, I remember that. Uh, but my inspiration, honestly, uh, I'm a father, right? I'm a husband and a father, so I'm a family man. Mm-hmm. And about two years ago, that's when my son was born, my, my little kid, old Carter. Um, and that was pretty much my turning point in my life where I got a, I was at a job that, you know, it was a well-paying job. It was a job that I was living comfortably, like, you know, good benefits, good paying, like, all the check marks you need, right? But deep down, I wasn't happy, right? I wasn't, like, I wasn't necessarily the family man I wanted to be, right? Um, so when my son was born, right, I, I made some, I made some conversations with myself, I'll be honest, right, of what I want to accomplish in my life. I'm still young, right? So what is it, what is it to be, right? And then from there, I took, you know, I want to spend more time with my family and do what I love. And I've been doing photography since I was 18 for contacts. I'm 30 years old right now. I just, and then, um, yeah, so I've been doing that since I was 18, but it's always as a hobby, right? But it's always a hobby that I was wanting to develop more and more. But I came from like an immigrant conservative family, right? It's always safe job, safe this, safe that, retirement this, mm-hmm. all that treadmill, right? That's all. And then I just decided to be the first one to break that chain in my family, right? So, yeah, the inspiration honestly came from my family. To be honest with you, from my family, I decided to, like, you know, that my family finally came to support me, like, you know, chase your dreams. So I was like, I took the final leap and yeah, never looked back since. So, so, so you, you, you said you'd been doing it since 18. So did you, what, what was your job before this? Or was it just a regular nine to five? Or what was, what was that build up like? Yeah, it's pretty much like, uh, 
so the photography was 18. That's when I was like, you know, learning in high school back uh, where I lived. Um, I lived in a different country back then, but uh, uh, I learned that back in high school then, right? And then I, uh, I kept it as a hobby, like I said. And then from there, I just got a job that paid the bills, right? And then uh, my major job that I recently resigned for, it was just a major transportation company, right? So I won't name names, right? But it was just a major transportation company. Uh, and uh, it was, it was, I wish, I wish it was the nine to five because yes. it, it was just the nine to five, right? Yeah. But I was in the management position. So it was literally like, you know, phone at home, computer at home. Oh, it's okay. like 24 seven on call. And, and that was part of the job, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I signed for. And I knew what it was, right? That's kind of where they pay you the good money, right? So, but in return, you miss a lot of family time. You miss a lot of like you know stuff like that. And in the end, like I, I saw, I saw my seniors, and I saw all the people that retired from my job, and they're all grumpy. They're all divorced. They're all, you know. I'm like, I, I just didn't want to be that part of the equation. You know what I mean? So I just said, I'll do something else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was yeah. it? Was it ever just like? the idea of working a nine to five or like if for you, it was like 24 seven that just like mentally drained you to the point where you were like, I've had enough of this and it's time to do pursue my own kind of entrepreneur basis, like make my own content for other people. Honestly. Yeah, it was, it was, it was part of that. Right. Cause like, like I said, since this job was 24 seven, right. It kind of infiltrated the family life. Right. Like, so it was be, it'll be a lot of, uh, calls at home, a lot of like, you know, instability in that way. So it's just, it was came to the point where it was putting a strain in my family life. Right. So this, that's what, like you said, I had my turning point, breaking point, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, but that's where I decided is like, I had enough. I uh, took a time out of work for a little bit. And that's where I made my decision. I really sat down with myself and made it, made it like, <laughs> I actually have those papers still in my office. I see them two pages that I wrote like, okay, what I want for my life. And I looked at it and none of that concerned that job. So I was like, all right, you know, I made my conclusion. So, but yeah, I know it was that breaking point that I just decided enough is enough. And, you know, I might make some sacrifices now, but I'd much rather make them now than down the road when, you know, I'm much, much older. Wow. That's, yeah. that's very inspiring. Like, <laughs> yeah. We've only been talking for like five minutes and I'm already, I'm already very inspired by your story. Um, so did, so let's talk about now and media now. So yeah. you, you decided to start a business or like talk, talk to me about like what, what you think M media is and how, how you would describe M media, MD media. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, um, funny thing is it even stars in MD media. It started with my daughter is, uh, what do you name it? And I can't remember even the name. Okay. But it was a different, like it was, it was a joint uh, with my brother, right? And then we kind of realized in the first months, like, okay, we kind of want to do our separate thing, right? And I kind of said, it's like, you know what? Like, you do your own thing, I'll do my own thing, and then we just collaborate together in the future. You know what I mean? And then that way, like, you work on your schedule, I work on my schedule, close. Put it this way, we just had different work ethics. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I was go, go, go. It was like, yo, chill. So I was like, no, like, you got to go, right? So I'm like, uh, but yeah, and then uh, MD Media is just, at the time, like, I felt for something like, 
you know, I was actually sitting about it for a long time, like thinking about a name. I was like, I thought about like MD Media was my first talk because just my initials and media and sketching. It's easy, like you know, through the years. So I was like, okay, that's that's like you know, it's corny. It's my initials. You know? mm-hmm. I was like. All right, and I'm thinking and thinking. I'm like, nah, this. I saw so many names out there, so many names. I was like, oh my god, like you know. And I just decided to be like, you know what? In the end of the day, the name is not going to make itself. The work that I'm going to present and the work I'm going to do is going to speak, you know, the volume. Right. So it's like, I just decided to stick to MD Media. It's nice. It's easy to hear. It's just I've decided with a nice, like, classic. Well, just keep it basic. You know, nothing too flashy. Like so, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And from there, I just carried from there. And then, actually, I, my first year of creating that, I was still working like that job, right? So, yeah. um, like to your point before, it was another, another point in my life where my work at home was more important than the work I was doing, right? Even though this job was paying bills, right? This job was more important to me. It was more purposeful for me, right? There was a in the other job. I would literally, I'll go sit somewhere for three hours, stare out the window, just and you're like, yeah, just another buddy. I'm here, and you know, I'm here. So it's mm-hmm. like, I've decided I didn't want to be for the next thirty years. Anymore, so. mm-hmm. We interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support the show and are interested in Skillshare, we have a deal for you. For a limited time, click the link in our social media description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, it's easy, and you can cancel at any time. Go to our link in our description to receive your 14-day free trial on us. Now back to the episode. So what was that process like? I know like you worked majority of the day at your other job. Putting in the hours for MD Media obviously wasn't easy for you, right? You had to make some sacrifices and you you had to maybe even lose friendships here and there. But what was that process, what was that process like? And knowing that one day that your vision can actually become a reality. What was that process like for you? It was challenging. It is, it still is, you know, the challenge never stops or anything, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I find from challenges, like, like, you know, the bigger the challenges, the greater outcome is, right? So it's like, I knew if I'm going to stick to it and don't get me wrong, you know, I went through the same kind of challenging process in my work, right? So I was like, I already kind of knew how to handle, put it this way, kind of stress. I was still learning, right? Because I was still under a lot of stress, like you said. But uh, yeah, it was very challenging. And like you said, I had to make sacrifices. That's where, like, you know, what I want to do. Do I want to go hang out with friends? Do I want to go to a vacation every year? Do I want, like, you know, what's my priorities in life, right? And that was kind of part of the conversation where I had, like, okay, like, well, I'm going to dedicate my time. Because at one point, I realized, you know, my time is more valuable than my money. Because where I dedicate my energy, where I dedicate the thing, right? Like, I dedicate, put it this way, I, put it, I dedicate my energy towards building financial security, money, pension, right? All that, but it completely drained me. I was unhappy. But I was like, I have money, right? And now I'm just like, okay, I'm building myself. It's not the same paycheck, obviously, but I'm happy, right? I'm, I'm present. I'm like, I'm doing stuff. And it's nothing meaning to me, right? So... Like, that's where you kind of, 
part of the process where you realize what you have to sacrifice, right? And it's up to you and how much you want to sacrifice, right? And it all depends, you know, it all depends on you and how much you will to put into it, right? Because in the end of the day, the amount of time you put in, right, the greater, greater it will be. That's what at least I believe in. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, so you, you started what you said around two years ago. So 2019. Okay. Yeah. So, so in the very beginning, right? So you, you're working your job. You also got this side hustle that you're trying to pursue your passion project. How, how were you managing your time? And then how was, what was the beginning steps like getting the first client, client, getting the second client, building that clientele? What was that like? Honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be straight honest. It was pretty terrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was for me because I, I came from a job that required me to be 24-7 at that job. You know, I was like, okay, like, you know, w- what I need to do now, right? So obviously some mistakes had to be made, right? So it was it was a kind of, not mistakes, but it was like trial, like, you know, trial and error period where I was like, okay, I'm going to try this, see if it works. If not, I'm going to try this, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, also the challenging part finding your kind of groove right finding your hey what i'm good at what what is going to attract people to my page right and then and then uh yeah like i said uh, and then i I realized like you know that with this instagram page right i just had to dedicate more time to it like i just absolutely had to because like there'll be times where i'll plan to do shoots and stuff like that right or reach your clients and uh, I couldn't do it because suddenly work calls and I was like, okay, I got to go. Sorry. And then like, you know, well, and then the client's looking and he's like, well, wait a second. I thought this is your work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's sort of those kind of things. Right. So, and then um, towards the end, towards the end where I realized, okay, I got to take a time out. That's where I started approaching more clients and reaching for more clients. Right. And I think the more challenging stuff was to establish myself as like, okay, like, you know, I'm trustworthy and like, you know, kind of see my work and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And I think my biggest takeaway, and I had to show my true self, like, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of passionate people in the city that try to like, you know, in the same industry, photography, geography, right? With great talents, great evidence, right? But they all look the same. You know what I mean? So I think once you kind of connect with the audience, you're like, hey, this is me. This is why I'm doing this, right? This is my inspiration. That's where people attracted to you. And it seems to work so far. And so be modest about it. But we're getting there. We're getting there. We're still far away, but we're getting there. There you go. <laughs> so how important was that social media aspect of your business for you, right? Like, was it just bringing in the clientele, like getting people to trust you? Like, I'm sure at the start of your journey, right, there was stuff where you were doing it for free but switching that and getting showcasing people what you could actually do and what your potential is what was that process like was social media where you released all that stuff or was it like a little word to mouth here and there honestly i think social media for me was more of uh, networking is actually reaching to local people like you guys right and other creators and not just in the city even outside of the country i think they because one of my biggest challenges and i think one of the biggest challenges we all had this year is the restrictions that we had right because when when i resigned i had at least three contracts lined up ready to go and then bam came the hammer and then everything's gone 
mm-hmm. right? And then you see, he's like, oh, did I make a mistake fitting now? Like, oh my God, right? So for me, like social media was more networking and building like, you know, relationships just so I can like start networking and establish myself as like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And like, you know, come check my work, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask, right? So, and then from there, from building those relationships, right, came the word to mock, right? And like you mentioned, I did some free work at the beginning. Well, not just some, I did a lot of free work at the beginning, right? But the most important stuff is you got to know where to make those important decisions, right? Because, like, I made some key, like, friends, I would just say, right? That said, okay, like, we'll work together, right? Because we know each other, right? But I did the work for them because they have a much greater network. And from there, I got three, four clients, right? Because mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, we'll work together. This is our relationship. We'll keep it between us, right? And then whoever comes from there, hey, we'll treat them as well, right? So, and then I think the word to mouth is the biggest aspect of business. Like, you don't even need to have a bigger, like, or biggest Instagram or social media following. As long as you have that trustworthy network of, like, you know, for example, LinkedIn. A lot of business happen through LinkedIn, right? And people say, it's like, hey, you know, I endorse this guy or this guy is good for his, what he's preaching for or what he's saying, right? And clients there are very business orientated, right? So they say, it's like, hey, okay. Like, you know, they approach you there more freely, more openly. And then they, from there, like, you know, there's a lot of doors you can knock and be open. You know what I mean? So I think, especially now with the COVID situation, the restrictions, social media became such a key factor not just to only establish a relationship, but build your business through that. You know what I mean? And I think right now is the perfect time for any geographer to jump on that wave, like, hey, you know, transfer that video into marketing and kind of use this challenge that we have right now to your advantage. You're like, okay, yeah, we're forced to maybe restrict ourselves to what time to operate open or even can go outside. But let's make something good out of it by building online content, for example, right? Or building a website or whatever it may be. Wow. So when you when you started, you, you was photography and videography like your only skill set? Or did you know stuff about like social media and how marketing works and other editing stuff and everything? Or did you have to learn that as you went? Honestly, photography, I kind of knew like I was rusty because like I said, it is a hobby from 18, right? So Mm-hmm. photography i knew the basics right but yeah. i still had to polish my skills geography i always had passion for i always like you know but i never knew the technical skills like that mm-hmm. and editing wise i kind of knew like you know it's all here right so i just need to know how to mimic from what i hear having here into the computer right <laughs> yeah so it was a lot a lot of like you know like long nights so i'm just reading stuff and i'm gonna youtube and google right i'm learning from you know, great influencers like, you know, Peter McKinnon and all those bigger guys, right? I'm not going to know there, but uh, you know what I mean? And I, I learned from them and it's just like, you know, even sometimes at work, I'm not going to lie. My other job, I'll just sit there, I'll be like studying other stuff on my breaks or like even when I had some, an hour to kill, right? I'm like, I'll be studying yeah. video editing, video skills, right? So, and part of when I did the freebie stuff, right? Like, that's where I tested all my skills and see, it's like, okay, where do I need to get better? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was, yeah, it was a lot of learning on the go. It was a lot of learning on the go and it still is. 
it's still is and that's what I love about this lake, you know what I mean? Because I learn new things every day. I get very new things every day. And that's why I think I was missing my, my other job. My other job felt like kind of stand still and just do the same thing over and over and just get paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I need to like, you know, continue learning, continue evolving in the sense, right? So this is, this is where, this is where it is for me, right? Yeah. And that's, that's key, man. Like learning as you go, progressing each day and becoming better at what you do is so important. But from the start, like, did you ever think, hey, what if I brought someone on my team and we did this together and we could probably like step it up even more and just build off of each other's energy? Um, or, or was it just like, let me figure this out by myself first and then start building my team as I gain more clients and stuff? Yeah, it, it's a good point because it's, it's a goal of mine, right? It's a goal of mine because, yeah, I don't want to stay solo for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? It'll be ambition and actually dream come true to like establish myself as like, you know, I have a few people's work on me, right? But it's it's definitely a goal. It's definitely a goal. Right now, I'm in that, okay, I'm still trying to figure out everything. This is, like I said, this is my second year going into, no, yes, my second year going into my third in about a few months, right? But, uh, Right now, I'm still trying to figure out, establish everything. Because in the end of the day, when I do projects, I want my team to get paid. You know, I want my team to like, you know, if they put good effort for me, I want to give them something back, right? So yeah. that's where that's where like you know, when, once when it's established myself, right, I can process and like you know, bring people into my team. And yeah, that's the dream. That that is the dream <laughs> to become a full blown production. It's like, hey, why not? Because Winnipeg never, and Winnipeg is like. A movie central like maybe not a lot of people know that but what if it's a movie central when it comes to like you know hollywood coming here and shooting stuff right yeah. but there's not many like winnipeg production companies do that there's a lot of winnipeg talent that work part of those production companies but they're all from like you know outside of the province or outside of the city i think maybe it's time for winnipeg to have like at least few of them and there's other great talent out there production companies out there but for me i'm thinking more like hollywood scale yes <laughs> The big yeah. rigs, the roads, everything. Like, that's a dream. That's a that's, dream. That's what we need. That's what we need. Absolutely. Hey, you know, it's just it's just a big one. I think Winnipeg has a lot of potential. There's a lot of people that talk smack about Winnipeg, but being yeah. like, you know, an immigrant, you know, Winnipeg and where I used to live put it in perspective for me. You know, so. No, I, de- I, def- I definitely understand. One question I do have about like the Winnipeg is thing. How do you find places to shoot in Winnipeg? Because we've had we've had the thing we've we've done like content and our go-to place is the forks we want to get the winnipeg sign yeah. we're going to get the human rights yeah. museum so you know there's a, you said many photographers and videographers also do the same thing as well right everyone looks the same so how do you find places in winnipeg that you know look better but like <laughs> sometimes you just sometimes it's just pure luck sometimes you just have to be in the right time in the right moment be like you know what i'll give you a perfect example um, I was going down Portage was it two days ago. Mm-hmm. It was during like golden hour, so seven, eight o'clock. We're talking about right, yeah. and the sun was just sunset and perfect over the high run. Thinking like that'll be a perfect shot right there. So you know, so right there, I already kind of remember in my head is like next time, right? If I'm around here this time, I'll stop. I'll try to take a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Other stuff is like you know, you, you inspire from other creators, right? That's and that goes back to like networking, building relationships through social media, right? You find places like, hey, like, you know, come shoot with me here. I have this secret spot, right? 
So, like, you know what I mean? And then you just network yeah. with other people and you tell them about it, right? So, so it's not that secret, you know? But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and then it's just, and then sometimes it's like, yeah, you just have to walk around through the footsteps, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was actually, we were shooting at the forks with my buddy, right? We were shooting in the star because, again, the Alkynic forks, the rear, yeah, yeah. the human rights. And we're literally driving down the, um, oh my God, the Waterway Boulevard, there, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, where all those condos that uh, overlook the river, right? And we found this abandoned factory. And I'm like, man, and because he has a, a Jeep SRT, right? So I'm like, buddy, it's going to be real cool looking here. Yo, park it in here quick. Let's take some shots. We took the shots. It's like, bang, bang. Right? So yeah. it's like, it's just like, you got to go what you got for me. Sometimes it's a network. Sometimes, like I said, it's pure luck, right? Mm-hmm. And you never know. Sometimes you, even an ugly face might give you a good picture. You never yeah. know. So, add, so, add some color grade. <laughs> hey, exactly. Right? So sometimes the color grade is... That makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. I know you talk about opportunity, right? And just being in the right spot at the right time. Mm-hmm. But you've done some great stuff too. There's, and it's it's shown all over the page. And one thing I really picked up was the uh, Black Lives Matter movement um, and where you covered the protest that happened yeah. with in Winnipeg, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think your drone shot was probably like the second or no, it was, even the it was first. Up there. Yeah, like the first most like shared photo across oh, the city. The human rights. Yeah, the human yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually a pretty huge one for for my page. Like that one, kind of like, give me viral numbers. Like you know what I mean? I was yeah. kind of blown away because my phone kind of shot off for a second because of it. So I was like, okay, that, that's that's insane, right? Like, yeah, like that that was for me. Like, and you see, like a lot of people love the legislative like shots right and i think that was huge too right but for me it was more meaningful like okay like you know after what is it now four hundred years right the black times been preaching about rights and everything and now the protests in front of the museum that represent human rights you know what i mean to me that was symbolic you know what i mean so i was like right i didn't even plan on that i just saw i was like whoa stop boom right there yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What you so throw like, and you're like that's perfect <laughs> that's perfect right and i just was in the same distance in the back kind of thing right sitting in the back because i just wanted to like like literally admire from from the that perspective right see that mm-hmm. and when i saw that shot and then the skies the blue skies in the background i was like yeah this is this is the shot right so yeah. like, that was that was that was actually a great shot because like for me that's that's what kind of photography means to me right is the message you send behind your photos. So for me, that was very normal kind of picture. I think that's, that's, and it's a good way for Winnipeg to represent because it was a very, very peaceful, like, was the perfect protest I ever seen. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a protest. Like, you know, it was like a march. Like, it was like, it was, it was great actually. So from like a strictly like, a filmmaking and like a photography standpoint that shot just encompasses like you said the whole meaning and everything i I have a question about like the shot you know have you ever had that feeling when you you videotape something or you take it and then you just get like that jittery feeling inside because we me and arshi when we film we've had that feeling like we see we see the playback on the little screen on the canon yeah we're like 
And you no, get your hair spiked up. Go. This is gonna go. Like we're yeah, gonna... no. Oh, you definitely have those moments, and that's where like that's where you, like you know, right? Because like you don't even have to say something, right? And it's like I've noticed that either with clients to know some aspect of geography, with clients to have no clue aspect of geography, right? Mm-hmm. When they see the shot, they oh, oh, yeah. like, whoa, I was like, that's it, right? Yeah. So so you know, and then honestly, the biggest thing for me with the shot aspect is the right angles. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the right angles. You almost have to have that kind of creative eye to like get that shot, right? Because like put it this way, anybody can buy expensive cameras, stand in the shoe, like, oh yeah, like you know, yeah. but it's like a guy or a girl with a creative eye and a cheap camera can get you that. It's like, okay, that's yeah. like, what is, who is that? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then I always was a believer, like, you know, like your work speaks for itself. So I always try to put out the best quality. I'm not saying it's the best of the best is again, always room for improvement, right? Even when I'm a firm believer, even if when you're at the top, there's ways to, you know, climb more. In that aspect, right? But and yeah, so like I said, for me, it's like the, the better quality. It's not the quantity, but it's quality. You know what I mean? So absolutely, yeah. So what kind of just for my sake, because I'm kind of like a tech nerd. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of gear do you have? And I know I've seen some of your new. Uh, you got the new uh, Ronin stabilizer to your. Oh yeah, the gimbal. Yeah, the RS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what kind of gear are you rocking for your setups and everything? Okay, so I like primarily shoot Nikon D6, right? And I have only one lens. That's my zoom lens. It's 2470, 2.8, right? So that's like, honestly, that sets me up for for like good amount of shots for now, right? And then obviously there'll be more lens coming, but that's more money involved and that's more investments in the future. Uh, but yeah, usually I bring the gimbal, I bring that, and I bring my gimbal. Mm. Well, I usually bring the mini, I got the zoom too, right? But mini just because it's much easier, it's less headaches with permits and regulations and all that. Did you have to get your license for the, the zoom one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am licensed and registered, and everything is just like I said, instead of following, like you know, I'm getting the permits every time, right? Yeah. So I just get the duty and fly that, and um. But yeah, no, you you have to get your license. And honestly, I would say for anybody that wants a heavy drone like that, just get a license. It's not a it's not a huge deal to get it. You know what I mean? And it's just less headaches. I didn't hear, like I heard some cases like the on the internet, right, of flying and stuff like that. But when you read the regulations, the rules, like you don't you don't want a five thousand dollar or even a thousand dollar plane. You don't. Want that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's just much easier to follow. It's just. It's actually fun, like it can be a fun process. Mm-hmm. Not always a fun process, but it can be a fun process. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then it's just safe. You know, it's, I think I think it's good in a way they're doing that, but I think it's still there's a lot of gray areas. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think I just hope in the future I'm not gonna restrict it even more. Yeah, I love sure. that. How how did how did your collection grow over time? Like, did you start with just one camera, or over time did you have to invest in certain equipment, the drones, and everything else? Yeah, like you see, that's actually where the other job kind of came beneficial, right? And then that's where I will say this is: make sure you have like you know some kind of investment, right? Because 
mm-hmm. in order to get the right gear, the proper gear, and the gear, you know, kind of stand you out a little bit more than the others, right? Because you have to invest, right? And this stuff is ain't cheap, right? So that's where my other job, right? I was smarter with my money, and then like, uh, and then, yeah, it's like over time I invested. My first actually camera when my son was born was the Nikon D thirty five hundred, the basic kit. It was like, uh, what was that? I think four point five to five point six, something like that. Like the okay. basic, like just the basic, basic of the basic, right? Okay. And from there, I start researching. Realize I'll just wait for the right deals. Boxing Day. Yeah. Friday, yep. that's saving a lot of money. Yes, sir. So it's like I, I would say honestly, like, like don't start if you have obviously the money. Start with a good starter, like you know, camera. But even if you don't have the money, you can start with a basic camera and do good stuff with it. Like even start with pictures, some videos, mm-hmm. and from there get your clients, invest your money. Right, you don't even have to buy a new, buy them used. Like yeah. there's a lot of awesome cameras out there, like a lot of good Sony's, Canons, used one that you know those owners. Hey, I just want to upgrade to the newer thing. That's it, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, and from there, yeah, just invest your money, right, and do your research, do your homework. There's like many nights I'm just like closing my keyboard and have my red eyes, and then, you know, just like bangs on my eyes because I'm reading, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And before any big purchase I made, I, it was at least about a, a, a month worth of reading. In comparison between like you know this and this this brand and that brand right so that way i know if i invest my money if somebody comes to me he's like huh, would you invest your money into that well because a b and c and yeah. i like this better because one two three you know what i mean so yes sir like you just need to know what you invest your money in and just be smart with your money especially now so so for that young entrepreneur that's starting out and wanting to go into this film production business what are some tips that you would provide for them Stay passionate, first of all, because this, even for me, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster ride. Can I have weeks and days so you can be like, I feel like top of the world, like, you know, I've got so many clients, and you can have a week or two, like, nobody's even knocking my door right now. You know what I mean? So you have to be passionate. You have to believe in yourself because this is kind of going to be a make or break. I, I, didn't, I didn't meet one entrepreneur, like, whatever it's biography or anything else right they said oh yeah it's been easy it's challenging as heck right but it, it, it that's what that entrepreneurship is you have to thrive from the challenges and the stress right and the second was network and be open for any kind of crisis like criticism you know what i mean as long as it's you know positive. good criticism yeah. positive like you know what i mean because there's some people out there they're just like holy cow but <laughs> like you know what i mean network be open and then third of all is just be willing to learn all the time and i think if you have those three core fundamentals the rest will come and you know what i mean the money will come it's always it's the same process for everybody it's everybody they experience it not the same challenges they experience challenges in their own way and they thrive from there and everything follows so that's our kind of i was needed to make my change because i was a planet i was like okay i need to go from point a to point b and if i didn't have that plan i i panicked right i, I felt insecure i felt I pan- panicked right so that's where the entrepreneurship life is like hey you don't know what's gonna hit you tomorrow you know what i mean Just look at the way covid hit all of the business you know what i mean so that's that you have to be like i said that, that's those score three will keep you going 
the rest will follow. Yeah, yeah, and and you also mentioned being like a eternal learner, like always improving. I think that that's also an important part as well. <laughs> I was gonna... Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's it's me. Like, and it's not just like learn from like you know people that senior to even like you know guys like I'm thirty. I'm learning from twenty two year olds. I'm learning from twenty one year olds. Let your ego slide. Don't have ego saying, oh, I'm older than you now. I have to be better than you. There's some talented young people out there, you know what I mean? It's just killing this industry. I'm I'm inspired by them. I was like, if they do it at 18, why can't I do it at 30? Yeah. You know what I mean? 30 sounds so old. No, (laughs) it's not. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, I'm 30. This is the best I've in my life. Hey, that's amazing. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. And is there, so I'm sure you're not content right now, right? You're always working, you're always grinding. So what does the future look like for you? Like when, when is your, okay, maybe I've made it and maybe I've, you know, this is a comfortable sp- spot for me to be in. Are you there now or is, is oh, there no, some- I'm not even close? No, I'm not even close. I think my, my biggest problem is that even when I'm, even a lot of people come to me, it's like, oh, you made it. You know, you quit from that job. It's like, no, no, no. I, I haven't been. I haven't because, you know, my, my goals and ambitions are bigger, right? Some people may think, oh, his goal was just to quit this job. It's like, well, yeah, it was partially it. That was just one tiny reason, right? Yeah. So it's like, for me, I don't think I ever be comfortable, to be honest with you. Like, and maybe, maybe when I'm sitting at home and the business just keeps riding under me, that's where I'll be comfortable. But even then, I'll get bored. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I'll get bored. I'd be like, "Hey, I need, I need to do something." Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. So it's like, I'm, I'm not close in the future. Honestly, it, it, the way I see it now, the way I've developed my relationships, the way you're going right now, I see it in a very positive manner. Not just for the business aspect of things, but just connecting, like you know, connecting with people, seeing the world. You know, I, I live, I, I lived here for what is it now, fourteen years now? Yeah. And I worked most of those years. I built like, you know, a living, you know, from my conservative kind of family side of things, right? And now I'm just, I was like, okay, like I did all that. I experienced that. I enjoy it. Now I want to see the world, for example, right? It's a little bit challenging nowadays, right? But you have to wait patiently. And that's another test, right? For me, for example, because right? I won't lie, sometimes I'm impatient, right? With certain process or how things go right it's like oh i should be there like you know you kind of think in your head it's like oh i'm not there yet but i should be there right so it's like that's where you learn it's like okay slow down it's not a sprint it's a marathon yeah that's awesome and i think that's so necessary like to be comfortable at where you are you're never going to grow right so having that urgency is it's definitely so important and i've so learned so much from you already from this conversation man so it's awesome. No, no, thank you. Well, thank you for saying that. But no, yeah, it's like that's honestly the end goal of this page is just to inspire other people. It's like, hey, you can be whatever you want to be. You want to be a dancer, you'll be a dancer. You know, and inspire other people to do that because honestly, our like I know my parents, and I'm sure a lot of our parents, our grandparents gave up a lot of their life and sacrifices to make our life better, right? So now I'm saying it's like, okay, well, if they made the sacrifice for us, why am I taking the chance? Why I'm making the same sacrifices they made, you know, because like now there's different we live in a different age. We live in such a technological age, like you know what I mean? That 
it's amazing. And I think social media can be really great, but really poisonous at the same time. But you just need to moderate it. You know, it's like, well, a lot of people compare it to smoke cigarettes. You know, it's compare how many cigarettes you smoke. If you smoke a lot, you'll die faster probably. But if you don't smoke as much, you'll live longer, right? So yeah. That's the same thing about social media because it can be a very, very ugly place, right? But in the same token, we can control it. And that's the beautiful thing about technology. You just filter it away. Mm-hmm. Also, I also want to ask you about like the support that you received. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned that your family was much conservative. They didn't like they wanted the know normal job pension everything how easy or difficult was it to convince them your friends people you knew that hey this this can work i know this can work i believe in myself and i know this can work and how did they eventually turn around to coming to that honestly it was i will will say this like i think without my family i would not make that job without my family with my immediate support that i have i will not have the courage to make that job it's a conversation that I had with, like, you know, with my family, my wife, my parents over a few of my years. And just they, they start seeing how unhappy I was, like, you know, inside and out being in that job. Right. So they start realizing, you know, it's like, like, hey, like, maybe it's actually not good for him and let him, like, not let him, but it's like, you know, they just support him and, like, just do whatever makes you happy. Right. Yeah. And then you should do that. And don't worry, because for me, like, you know, what about bills? What about this? What about that? And I said, don't worry. Whatever will come, we will overcome it. Just do what you got to do, right? Wow. And I thought about it. I thought about it. And like I said, that's where it's like I realized, okay, well, if I have to support my family, why am I doing it? Why am I stopping myself? Now, now I realize, okay, nobody's stopping me except me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where I was like, okay, and I have my breaking point work. And I just said, enough is enough. I put my resignation letter. I still have it in the back here. Uh-huh. And every time I see it, I just smile. Frame that. Frame that. <laughs> oh, oh it, you know what I mean? It's just, it was, it was just kind of a new chapter, a new book. And it's just, it's something I'm very grateful that I did. And it, I think, personally, Deep Dive made me a really better person. And if I made me realize, you know, that I have a lot of stuff to work on myself as well. Like, you know what I mean? Because maybe, I was that job stuck there in that management position thinking, you know, Mr. Know-it-all, Mr. This, right? But now I'm like, I feel how wrong I was in a way, right? So it's like, it, it put me in perspective, you know, and it's the beginning domino was my son's birth. And I just realized that I want to see my kid seeing me in the way that my family saw me, you know what I mean? And that stayed and I just realized I have to be a better son, husband, father, all around. You know, and it starts with my happiness. If I'm not happy, then yeah, you know what I mean. Nobody's gonna make you happy if you're not happy. That's very inspiring. That's very yeah. inspiring. <laughs> I'm gonna take lessons. I'm gonna take lessons. Well, I, you know, I, I, that's what really pushed me. That's what really pushed me because, like, I thought the money is gonna be like the securement of everything. Sure. Big house, big this, big that, big this. Oh yeah, everything's perfect. No, no. And then when you hear, when you hear. Like, well, when I hear, like, you know, my seniors and their stories about their personal life, which I'm not going to get into, right? But it's just like, oh, my, like, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all about decision making. And I think it's just maybe the fact that my parents never felt comfortable in their life. Dude. They're always kind of like, you know, they moved between two countries and like, 
You know what I mean? So it's like they always look for some better life, always the better quality. So it's like I think I got it from there to always kind of stay hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So wow. Well, yeah. So on that note, I think, yeah, like you shared so much inspiration for us. Uh personally, like I could relate to your story personally so much because I'm in that same boat, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So thank you so much for actually coming on and sharing all the stories and amazing knowledge. Um, and for our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. I think this is a great way to cut off our podcast. So if you haven't already, check out MD Media. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well. You can, we'll tag them in everything, uh, all of our description. posts. Yep. Yeah, description, everything. Uh, and check them out. Make sure if you have any projects, hit them up. They're good friends. So, yeah, put them up. And yeah, make sure- no, for sure. No, thank you for having me guys today. It was a pleasure. And I really appreciate you know, for you guys giving me the time today to speak on your podcast. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. No worries. Anytime. On that note, you can always find new episodes every Tuesday uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now on iHeartRadio as well. And until next time, I think it's goodbye. So peace. (laughs) 